We are back for episode two of my goal setting podcast to get your 2019 off to a productive start. Join me as I chat with Stephanie Wires of Bring Peace Home in Dallas on today's Cocktails and Containers. Welcome to Cocktails and Containers, your source for organizing strategies perfectly paired with a cocktail. And now, here's your host, who knows if you're happy and you know it, you've probably had a cocktail, Christy Lingo. Hello and welcome back to Cocktails and Containers. I'm your host, mom to two, professional organizer and mom organizing expert, Christy Lingo. And today is the second of four episodes that I have for you to help you get those goals that you have for 2019 off to a good start and really keep that momentum going throughout the year. I want to make sure you know that if you miss any of the episodes we have this month or any previous episodes that we have, you can find them at podcast.simplesolutionsorganizing.com. You can search for past episodes or past cocktail recipes when you're there. And now I'd like to welcome today's guest, Stephanie Wires of Bring Peace Home Dallas. Stephanie Wires, thank you so much for joining me today on Cocktails and Containers. How is your new year so far? You know, uh, so far it's going pretty great, Christy. I, I laid around and did a whole bunch of nothing yesterday, so that was awesome. <laughs> Actually, we did clean out a couple closets because we needed to do that. You know what? Organizers, when they have a break, they have to clean out their own closets. I think that's really what happens. I think you're absolutely right because I talk about this with my husband all the time when he's like, uh, why aren't you, you know, there's so many projects around the house. And I was like, do I ask you to align the groceries on the shelves of the pantry when you come home? You know, you don't want to do your job here. And I frankly don't like doing my job here either. So we have to wait for these breaks in order to do it. <laughs> yep, it's so true. <laughs> so when Stephanie and I talked about a cocktail for today, she mentioned that she really likes Bailey's. And I'm actually don't think I've actually done a cocktail yet with Bailey's. So I did some research and I found what I am calling a boozy Bailey's iced coffee um, in honor of Stephanie and her love for Bailey's. And so mm-hmm. how we're going to make this and in what's cool about this is I thought about it's made with for an iced coffee but you could totally do this with hot coffee too oh yeah for sure and what's funny is i was thinking of it as i was actually making it this morning i made my pot of coffee then we were running around and being all crazy and i didn't drink it and the coffee just kind of got cool and i was like well this is the perfect drink for moms who (laughs) (laughs) who never drink a hot cup of coffee you know because then you could just pour it over ice and make this uh, little cocktail to help get you through the rest of uh, winter break (laughs) yeah and sometimes it's happening at 10 in the morning (laughs) yeah like like today today. (laughs) so So what you're going to do is you're going to take a half a cup of ice and a half a cup of coffee, or depending on however big your cup is, whatever your ratio that you would like there to fill up that cup. And then you're going to do an ounce of Bailey's and then one and a half to a full ounce of vanilla vodka, which I used vanilla vodka in last week's episode when I made the peppermint hot chocolate that we did. And it's pretty much my new favorite thing. I, I made some mules with it and a really spicy ginger beer on. Mm. Uh, New Year's. And I just, I love the way that the vanilla kind of balances out the ginger beer there. So vanilla vodka, I'm a huge fan now. So you've got 
you've got the coffee over ice, you've got an ounce of Bailey's, you've got a little bit of vanilla vodka, and then I topped mine off with some whipped cream and a little bit of cinnamon. And there you go. So it's it's creamy, it's rich, but it definitely will uh, give you a little kick if you need a little kick. <laughs> <laughs> Let's give it a try here. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's I forget. I forget how much I like Bailey's until mm. I get it again. Like we run out of it, and I'm like, oh well, you know. And then I get it again, and I'm like, oh, this is great. So good. It's so creamy and delicious. It is. It is, and it's perfect for, um, you know, like during the winter if you're going on like those winter hikes or something like that. You know, just dump it a little bit in there. It takes a little bit of the cold edge off. Yeah, yeah. Warm, <laughs> warms you up from the inside out. It really <laughs> does. Well, thank you for suggesting Bailey's and. Just a reminder to everybody out there that you can get this recipe and every recipe that we have here on Cocktails and Containers by visiting the show notes at podcast.simplesolutionsorganizing.com. So, Stephanie, I am so excited to have you on today. Stephanie and I got to be friends through Instagram and through the Simply Be Organized Partner Program. And um, one of the things I really love about that partner program is I have gotten to meet people from all over the United States that sort of share my passion for organizing. And many of them are moms like me that even though we're professional organizers, we don't necessarily have everything all together at all times. And I think we have... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we have a lot of good insights to share with people. So Stephanie, tell me a little bit about yourself and how you got started as a professional organizer. Yeah, sure. And you know, I like the other thing I like about the uh, partnership that we're doing with them um, simply be organized is that it's sort of like a, like a sorority we have a little bit, you know what I mean? We all kind of support each other. We all have stuff in common. So I love it too. I um, really do love it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think like a lot of organizers, I always just sort of naturally love to do this, like would do this as a kid and just organize my room and organize my friends' rooms and stuff. But I started with friends and family about probably about 10 years ago, just doing stuff for free. And I'd give them a little piece of homework. And then I would say, if you do this, I'll come back and do another room. And so they do with their homework or they wouldn't. And I'd come back or I wouldn't. And pretty much you know, realize later that you could get paid for doing this. And I was like, you know what I'm going to do. I mean, and really it's the most fun I've ever had doing a job. It's the most fun. That's awesome. I love that. And I think that, what do they say? If you do a job that you love, you never work a day in your life. So yeah, it's true. Well, I mean, there's definitely work involved because right today I'm trying to pull my tax stuff together and that stuff's not my strongest portion (laughs) of life. (laughs) I can, I can appreciate that. I'm still in the, I do my own taxes because I'm a nerd and I like to do it, but gathering all the stuff is always, it's always more work to do that than it is to actually get the taxes done, I find. I know, I think it is. <laughs> so um, Stephanie is here today to talk to us about goal setting because we've just entered into 2019 and I love, just like you said, with all organizers, they all kind of have a little bit of different outlook, you know, when we're talking about that partner program that we're in together and everybody kind of has a different thing to contribute. And so that's one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to different professional organizers this month, because what really resonates with one person may not necessarily work for somebody else. And so I'm hoping to get a couple of different, um, viewpoints on goal setting so that as people listen to this podcast, maybe something really resonates with them, or if they try one thing and it doesn't work, then they can go try something from a different episode. So to start out, I'd like to know, how do you know that it's time that you need to either make a change or set a goal for yourself? 
I mean, I think I'm, I'm a pretty, um, I don't know. I'm in touch with kind of pretty good in touch with what is going on in my, I don't know, my life, or I, I can sense when a change up needs to happen, if that makes sense. Like if I feel there's stagnation or I feel like, I don't know, there's just a place that, you know, feels like a rut or anything like that. Well, one thing, you know, I love change. And so I'm not afraid of change. I love change. I see it as just a fun opportunity. I mean, I rearrange the furniture in my house. It's a fun opportunity <laughs> <laughs> to, to kind of just to do that. But I, I love adding little small disciplines into my life. Um, kind of right now, things about self-care are kind of my big focus because I've, I have been spending so much time helping other people in their homes and and I, I want to make sure that I focus also on myself and so that I can go out and help other people because that's really just my goal. But I do think when I feel that restlessness coming, I really just want to change stuff up and that's how I know it's time. I love that, that restlessness. And girl, I am right there with you on the self-care thing. That is actually my thing because yeah. I feel like my bucket is empty. And so we are <laughs> peas in a pod when it comes to that this year. And I think that you're absolutely right. When you start to feel like you have that, that need inside of you for a change, that's that signal to say, hey, time to look into how we can make you feel better or make you feel full again. For so, sure. When you start to feel that restless feeling inside of you or you, that you need to change, what is usually the first step that you will take in sort of tackling that goal or, you know, coming up with a, a game plan? Well, I think that uh, for me, it's, I, I want to see my motivation as coming from a place of like, rather than avoiding pain, I want to see it as, as like, I'm adding something that's a pleasure to my life. So I want to visualize um, like that change being real in my life. I'm going to give you an example, like of laundry. Okay. If I did one load of laundry a day, what would that look like to not spend, you know, the whole weekend doing laundry? How would my life change? Like if I just did one load of laundry a day, did it, put it away, like took it through the whole process, what would that look like? And I try to think about instead of avoiding the pain of the whole weekend being taken up by laundry is how can I see the pleasure? I think our minds connect so much more sometimes to the positive piece. And so like, how much more can I add to my life by always having that item of clothing pretty much clean in my closet? You know what I mean? So little things like that. And I try to connect my brain, like reframe, I guess, what does it look like to add that thing into my life? And, and how is it going to add pleasure into my life and enjoyment? Oh, I love that so much because that, that whole idea of visual, visualization is something that I talk to clients a lot about, like when they get a space done, like making sure that they take a moment to celebrate and relish that space and feel that feeling inside of them so that they either want to maintain it or they use that as a motivation for the next space that they want to work in. And then on the flip side, like the pain points, so like you're talking about, you know, spending your entire weekend doing laundry or not having the thing clean that you want clean feel that feeling and feel like this, this is not fun. I don't like this and use that as your motivation for change. I love that idea of visualization and using those emotions to carry you forward into what you need to be doing. For sure. 
And, and it can also work too, kind of in this next question in staying motivated. So, you know, a lot of us, as we start in January, we're like gung ho and ready to go and we're going to get all this stuff done and we have all these to do's and all this kind of stuff. And then, you know, like March comes along or April comes along and it's nice outside and there's so many more fun things to do maybe. And so how do you stay motivated when you start to lose momentum or you hit a rough patch or you just feel like you don't have the energy to finish something? Yeah, I think, and, and this is part of why I like the word goals rather than resolutions, because I think resolutions already kind of has a bad connotation. Like no one likes that. People are like resolutions, they're automatically not going to happen. Just because we called them resolutions, they are just not going to happen. And so I think that when you hit a rough patch, you have to revisit like that pleasure and pain point, but also like, I don't know, I'm the queen of the workaround. I mean, if something goes off the rails, I will do some crazy other thing to try to get around. And it always does, right? It always goes off the rails and things don't look the way that you thought, or it's a different outcome than what you imagined. So I'm always looking for a way to fix it or do something, do a different thing that'll achieve the same result. And I really do think probably all organizers think this way because we're so flexible. We get into a space and it, it's sort of like if you're, if you're fixing a house and you, you can come to the house and go, yeah, I can fix your plumbing. But until you knock down the wall and see what's behind it, you don't really know what you're going to be dealing with. So I like to say sometimes when I go into a house and do a consultation, you know, without knocking down the walls, I can say it'll take me this long to do this room, but I don't know. Do you have bad pipes in there that I don't know about? You know what I mean? So absolutely, there's, there's always stuff that's unknown. So I think just going into it ahead of time and knowing there's going to be unknowns and there's going to be a moment when it goes off the rails, I have to be ready for that. And I have to be like there has to be a couple of ideas in my head already brewing about like what's a workaround. Oh, so. I love that. Like when you sit down to kind of come up with your roadmap, figure in for those bumps in the road and maybe even brainstorm, you know, like, okay, if A doesn't work, then here's my backup plan or here's my B. And, you know, I think in that same vein, something that popped in my head while you were talking is like, not necessarily a workaround, but maybe letting go of it being perfect right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, some people say done is better than perfect. And it does really apply in some sense. It's like, if it's holding you back from finishing organizing your closet, because you can't afford to buy the hangers that you want, at least get it cleaned out for the time. And then when you get your tax return or whatever, you know, buy the hangers at that point in time. But I, I, I think in that same sort of vein of finding a way to get it done without necessarily being perfect, but at least being done to a point where you can kind of cross it off your list and then go revisit it later. I, yeah, you know, I think it's important to sort of plan for all those kinds of things. I, I love that the, the workaround. Okay. So when you are doing projects, um, how do you stay accountable or is there a person that you stay accountable to? Um, so of course I'm accountable to myself and I'm, I'm, one of those typical firstborn types. I, I 
<laughs> it's like I hold myself to a pretty high standard. It's kind of amazing to me how <laughs> many professional organizers I meet that are firstborns. I'm a firstborn, and I think <laughs> of the like 16 interviews that I've done so far when it's come up, at least five of the other people I've interviewed have also been firstborns. <laughs> and some of them I haven't asked, but I think that that's, that's very interesting that yes, we have a tendency to, uh, to be driven and yeah to ourselves. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, is it really that much of a coincidence? I don't know if it is. <laughs> it's, just, it's just like, you know, a job that a firstborn just seems like they would want to have. But um, anyway, so I do, you know, I, of course I am the, you know, the boss of this thing, but I do hold myself to a really high standard. But I, I talk to my husband about every like big thing that I'm getting ready to do because he's such a good person to bounce things off of. And he's, he's got like all the confidence in the world in me. And so if I'm, if I'm like, Hey, I want to do this, what do you think? He's like, Oh yeah, you're going to kill it. You know? And so it's like, <laughs> if I definitely need somebody to keep me on the track or to help motivate me when I'm feeling like things aren't going the direction that I want them to, or if I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to quit which doesn't happen that often, but you know, he, he'd be like, but what about this and this, you know? So he's very good about, um, helping me, you know, he's kind of a, a partner in this to, to me, even though I do all the stuff myself, but really at the end of the day, he also loads my car every single day. He also Aww. like helps me with, um, handyman things if my clients need them, you know what I mean? So, but yes, I'm accountable to myself. I do ask him for tons of advice and help in that way though. Oh, um, so when you're accountable to yourself, how, how do you sort of like measure that or how do you, okay. So for me, um, have you read the book, the four tendencies by Gretchen Rubin? Oh no. Okay. So it's funny cause it, it keeps coming up. It came up in the last discussion that I had, but, um, there's four types of people and I personally am what they call an obliger. And so like, I feel like I'm more motivated to finish something if somebody is holding me accountable for that. And it may not be something that you necessarily, like you may not fall into that, um, Mm -hmm. fall into the uh, the same category as an obliger. Um, mm -hmm. And of course, I can't remember any of the other ones there. I know there's a <laughs> questioner and then there's other ones, but you know, I've read up on the one that I am. But like for me, knowing that I could disappoint somebody is really a motivation for me to finish it. I am much more likely to finish something if I know that I will disappoint somebody versus if I'm holding just for myself. So as somebody that's like me, who doesn't necessarily have a good system to hold myself accountable. What is some way that you can sort of like check yourself? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I keep these, uh, like, um, what are they called? Those moleskins. I keep these moleskins of every kind of idea that I have, <laughs> that all the things that I want to do, all the goals that I have. And there's so many things that I want to do. One of the things that I have to do is I have to narrow my focus of, um, of, of all the things that I can do in, let's say, since we're starting the year, those are all the things that I reasonably think I can do in one year. I might have 10 things on my list I want to start working on. And, but it just doesn't always look that way because I can't get to all those 10 things, but I, I just don't have the time or attention or also I'm also working in other people's houses. And so right. it's like, 
I can't really, I mean, what, what, how do you get to everything? But I do want, um, I think some of those are longer term goals and some of those are shorter term goals. And, but anyway, for me, I think I just, as far as keeping myself on track, which I'm not doing in this conversation at all, but anyway, as far <laughs> as keeping <laughs> Sorry, sorry. I just realized that was like ironic. But anyway, I just keep myself connected to these things that I've written down and that, you know, step by step what I want to do and my calendar. And it is very easy for a year to go by and for us not to work on something that was important to us, right? And so I think you have to spend some time. I have an office day. I know you have an office day every week just going back through even though you have normal activities like invoicing or buying product or what have you but spending some time every week going through the things that are long long term focused more you know goals for you know kind of out in the distance rather than just um and it keeps you motivated it keeps you excited you know I think that's great. And that kind of, you know, talking about having multiple goals at the beginning of the year and kind of defining what is long-term, what is short-term kind of rolls us into my next question for you, which is, do you have any sort of like limit? Like, is there a point at which you're like, okay, listen, I got to like actually do some of this stuff and not just keep writing them down in these notebooks. Um, do you like tend to tackle one thing at a time or like, how, how do you go about, um, you know, sort of looking at all of those different goals and, and tackling them? I just, I, I really have found that just having a couple of business goals and like, you know, one or two personal goals, that is about all I can handle at one time. Um, so I have, it hasn't been an announcement yet, but I'm, I guess I'm announcing it here. Yay. Um, so I just opened Bring Peace Home Houston. And so like that is something that I've been working on for a long time and you know, it's not time right now to sit and cross my arms and be excited and, and like congratulatory toward myself about that. It's time to now make sure that that, you know, they, they have support and structure and all the things that they need. Like that takes up a lot of my time. And, but at the same time I want to do like speech speaking and teaching classes and things like that. But I, I know that I just don't have bandwidth right this second with how long this is taking me to like, just make sure that, you know, they have plenty of everything they need in Houston. Right. So, and as far as personal goals this year, I'm getting ready to be an empty nester and we're working on, <laughs> you know, those kinds of things and, that's exciting. I want to be ready for that. I want to make my relationship with my husband the best it can be. So we're like ready to, you know, hip in, you know, just like hit the empty nest time frame. So that's great. And it, so it's really, it sounds like it's about prioritizing. So first of all, congratulations on Houston. That is amazing. <laughs> and I'm super excited you. that you shared that with us today. And that's just amazing to think that your business has grown to that point where you um, have two locations and employees yeah, like that. That's very exciting. But it sounds like for you, you know, it's really about looking at those goals and everything that you want to do and prioritizing out. So Houston is a priority, even though those other things are things that you would like to do. It's yeah. really about settling in on 
what the most important things are to you and starting kind of there and then reevaluating, you know, a month or two months or six months down the road. For sure. And I had like five things that I wanted to do that were priorities, but what ended up happening is a thing made itself more important. <laughs> I didn't make it more important, but a thing started happening. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go here then. I'm gonna, because that is on my list of five things. But I, I was thinking that was going to happen later, but this thing started happening earlier rather than later. Circumstantially, it just drew me to bump this guy up a couple of notches and start making that you know, kind of happen. So it's that, it's that zigzag that you were talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. It's that ability to sort of be flexible and realize like, is it worth being stubborn and saying, no, I really want to grow my speaking career when you've got, you know, 50 people in Houston that are like, Stephanie, come work for, (laughs) with us. We need you, you know? So exactly. That's exactly what happened. So exactly what happened. Flexibility, man. You gotta, you gotta have a little bit of grace, a little bit of flexibility and, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of let things go. So, well, you've kind of, again, already touched on what your goals for 2019 are. So outside of launching Bring Peace Home Houston, what do you have on tap for 2019? Um, so I know you're aware of the, um, the clutter clinics. Mm-hmm. And um, so I do want to start doing, uh, you know, more, more teaching. I see those, I see myself as more of a teacher than a speaker. And um, I would really love to, I ha- I have, like all the slides ready. The deck is ready to go. Everything's ready to go. What I started doing is looking for a venue and looking for like, you know, I've got my email list of people. I've I've got like all these different little parts together. I just need to lock them into place and hit the start button. (laughs) Yeah. But but it's like, I, I don't know. Like, again, I said, bring peace home Houston started happening and I started thinking, okay, I need to put that aside for just one second and focus here. But there's something that's very valuable. I think to people who maybe don't want to have an organizer come into their home or can't afford like just an organizing block of time, or they think it's more expensive than it really is. Cause usually it's just not that expensive. I think that's a big, a big thing. They don't, they don't want to look into it that much or I don't, I don't really know. I mean, I don't know what all the objections are, but for those people to be able to come and learn some things and also meet, you know, people who do organizing, who are nice people that you maybe might feel more comfortable having in your home if, if it goes that direction. But that to me is a big goal. And I, I want to, I mean, at the end of the day, Christy, you and me, we both just want to help people. We just want to help people. Amen. I am right there. (laughs) It's like, we're not trying to make a million dollars. We just want to help people. And so whatever place or whatever kind of way I can do that, then I want to do that. And if people are willing to meet me at, you know, IHOP, I don't know, pancakes sound good right now, but anyway... It goes with my Baileys. <laughs> if they want to meet me at IHOP and talk about organizing and get some real, you know, good, solid um, ways of, of getting started, like a DIY kind of way, then 
you know what? I want to do that. I want to spend my time with people who want help. And I, that's, that's really it. I love that. Stephanie, you know, that I think that is a great goal for 2019. And so if anybody that's out there listening is interested in either hiring you in Dallas-Fort Worth or in Houston or keeping up so that they know when you're going to have those clutter clinics or maybe they want to buy you pancakes at IHOP, where <laughs> can people find you? <laughs> well, um, the website is uh, bringpeacehomedfw.com and we will have you can book uh, for Houston and for uh, DFW on that website it's I mean I'm just excited I'm excited about all that uh, you know I think I've said this on a couple of people's uh, posts this year I'm like you know what really we're going to be this time next year we're going to be telling stories about 2019 and the crazy stuff and the awesome stuff and the weird stuff that we did I'm just excited to see I feel like there's an awesome energy out there right now that I'm it's, seeing it's true. with my friends, with my family, with social media. Like we're all super pumped and super motivated. And I think that creating a good community around you is a really great way to sort of like carry that energy forward as we go into this next year. So Stephanie, thank you so much for sharing your tips. You had some awesome stuff. And what I'm loving about these podcasts is that nobody has been the same yet. And oh, so- good. If you're not finding something, just wait. You may not have hit your episode yet. (laughs) Or if you find something you think is going to work for you and it doesn't work for you, go back and listen to one of the other episodes because chances are there is someone out there that's going to speak to you and help you meet those goals that you have for 2019. So be sure to check out Stephanie's stuff and I will have links to her website and her Instagram in the show notes at podcast.simplesolutionsorganizing.com. Stephanie Wires, thank you you so much and happy 2019. Thank you, Christy. And the same to you. Thank you so much to Stephanie for those awesome tips. And let's do a quick recap of what she told us. First, she knows it's time for a change when she feels a restlessness inside her that something needs to be different. The first step that she takes towards reaching that new goal is to visualize the impact the success of that goal will make on her life. How might her life be easier or better if she makes this change she wants to make? If she gets stuck or feels unmotivated, she finds a workaround. Is there another way she can get the same result using a different strategy? Also, she suggests it helps to prepare yourself to use a backup strategy because let's face it, things are going to go off the rails and it's better to be prepared. Stephanie says she holds herself accountable by writing things that she wants to accomplish down in notebooks and then picking what she wants to prioritize and focus on. She shares everything she wants to do with her husband who supports her in her goals and will help to hold her accountable for the things that she wants to do. He also loads her car every day, which I think is adorable and totally a relationship goal. When it comes to how many goals Stephanie would like to tackle at one time, she tries to prioritize what must be done first. It doesn't mean that she forgets about the other things she would like to accomplish, but she's practiced putting those things aside and funneling her energy into what needs the focus right now in order to move forward. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did recording it, and be sure to tune in next week when I'll be talking to Mary Cornell 
Brunetta of Sort and Sweet in Long Island, New York, all about her tips for setting goals in 2019. Until then, take care and happy organizing.